Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the uh, Lakers were the subject of a Jake Fisher article yesterday. In it, there were details about Rob Polinka's future, Russell Westbrook's future, LeBron James's future, um, and that was fascinating. So we're going to dive into that a little bit. And Russell Westbrook doesn't think he's doing enough. No shit. We'll stay on Russell Westbrook, and according to Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report, there is mutual interest between him and the Lakers to end their relationship after this season. No shit. Now, on Palenka, this is kind of interesting. So according to Fisher, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, some people around the league don't believe he is necessarily as entrenched as we might be led to believe in the Lakers organization. He did uh, point out that there is a lot of faith in Palinka uh, from both the Rambai and Jeannie Buss. And at the end of the day, that is probably going to wind up saving his job. I can say from what I know about the situation that I would be shocked if Rob Polinka is not the uh, Lakers general manager next year, uh, maybe they bring somebody above him and, and you know, a bigger name. And, uh, you know, that they just look, you don't have an offseason as brutal as the Lakers had last offseason and just run it back in terms of the organizational structure. That's not how things should go. Uh, however, we know that Genie Bus is incredibly loyal. Now, bringing everybody back after that offseason would be loyalty to a fault, in my opinion, but we know that that's how she operates, and so we'll see how this all plays out, but it's, it's, it's interesting to start to hear the whispers, hey, what's going on over there? The other aspect of Fisher's article when talking about Polinka was super interesting, and it's how he interacts with people around the league. I thought at the time that given the fact that the Lakers had a deal set up with the Sacramento Kings to send Kuzma and uh, Harrell, yeah, it was just Kuzma and Harrell uh, up north for Buddy Heald, and obviously that was pulled off the table. The Lakers make the Russell Westbrook trade, and everybody has laughed at them ever since. Uh, What I have found interesting is that at the deadline, the Lakers once again offered up now Russell Westbrook for healed in, you know, whatever matching salary is necessary there. And <laughs> that just takes a level of unself-awareness, is how I'll put it, uh, that is just beyond me. And apparently people around the league are getting rubbed the wrong way too. Now, obviously, the Lakers aren't going to be very popular around the league. They are entrenched uh, with Clutch, and Clutch has their own reputation. The Lakers have had a ton of success, clearly, over the years, and there's a lot of people whose feelings they've hurt over that time. Rob Palenka himself, with his history as an agent, uh, was came into question here, too. People called him an asshole, right, when he was an agent, and now it's hard to turn around and try to work with those people. My retort to that is Bob Myers was also an agent, and I'm... I, Unless Bob Myers did business altogether differently than Palinka, which altogether possible, uh, but unless he did business that differently than uh, Rob Palinka, it's hard to look at one situation and say the other is is that 
just black and white. Uh, I will say this, though, on this front. The Lakers haven't made a trade deadline deal with Rob Palenka at the helm. Uh, they have made very few trades, honestly, with Rob Palenka at the helm. And the ones that they've made, I would argue, and I have argued, that they overpaid. Now, clearly, you trade for Anthony Davis. It's going to cost you a lot. But when you consider the fact that the Lakers at that time were in a bidding war against a Boston Celtics team that didn't want to include Jason Tatum and a Knicks team that didn't have any assets anyway, the Lakers giving up as much as they did that back then was something that I kind of raised my eyebrow at. Um, so I, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. You look back on the Russ trade, you can make an argument that this season, Russ has been the worst player between uh, himself, Kuz, KCP, and Trez, right? And when you consider the contracts, he has been the worst player of those four guys. And yet, the Lakers sent a first-round pick in order to bring him into L.A. So clearly, the Lakers, it, just in terms of the way that they're trying to negotiate these things, like it, it seems if they are going to get something done, they are going to have to overpay. And that has always been the case because it's the Lakers. But I feel like under Rob Palenka, it's been a little bit more obvious. So one thing that the Lakers are really going to have to do and I think it would be wise to bring somebody else into the front office who has more of a rapport with other executives around the league than Palenka currently has. It, 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 and, and more of a rapport than Clutch uh, clearly has with some of those other executives. There's a lot to unravel here. And this was an interesting wrinkle that I would like to clear up over, over the course of the next few weeks. And certainly as we head into the offseason. But... The framing of this with Palinka and his relationships, or lack thereof, uh, around the NBA was interesting. When you combine that with the context of the moves that the Lakers have made and how they've overpaid in a lot of their, if not all of their trades on Palinka's watch, it, it starts. you start to recognize, oh, maybe there's something to it. In actual Lakers news, uh, the... Lakers said that Avery Bradley is on his way back from injury. Uh, they also introduced DJ Augustine to the media, and we saw some images of Wenyan Gabriel in practice. So they appear ready to start looking more and more like the different team that we have all been hoping to eventually see. Uh, now with Avery Bradley coming back and DJ Augustine stepping into some minutes, I'm really curious how it's going to look like when they when Frank Vogel tries to piece together a rotation here. It is still extremely guard heavy. You also know that Russell Westbrook, it was said in that in that uh, Fisher article that he wouldn't even consider the idea of coming off of the bench. So those of you who have been hoping for that, and not going to happen. Uh, but so Russell Westbrook is going to demand a certain role of himself. The Lakers have a couple young guys who, at this stage of the season, given how this year has gone, should get a lot of looks, right, between Monk and Reeves and Taylor Horton Tucker. They also now have Avery Bradley, who has been the starting shooting guard, and he's going to be looking at 20-ish minutes or so a night, especially under Frank Vogel um, and, and that comfort blankie relationship that he has with Avery Bradley. So... 
where do those minutes come with the DJ Augustine? And we also know that the front office, because they finally made a move, they're going to be asking, hey, uh, can we maybe get this guy into the game a little bit here? Can we try to show that one of the things that we did here might have been kind of smart? So there are options, right? You could cut minutes from Talon, I guess, who hasn't been very good all year. You could cut some minutes from Russell Westbrook for the same reason, but that's still only going to get you to about maybe 10, 15 minutes a night. And maybe at this stage of his career, that's the role that DJ DJ Augustine should be playing. Uh, It's just, you know, do do you want to, should you have uh, committed to him for the remainder of the season if all you're looking at is 10 to 15 minutes a night? Uh, that's that's debatable. That's very debatable. Gabriel is also interesting here because the Lakers haven't used their two-way players hardly at all this season. And the only time that they really ever did was back when half the team had COVID. So again, you're looking at, all right, if this guy's going to get minutes, where are they going to come from? Well, they could, in theory, come from Dwight. They likely will come from... Stanley Johnson and Carmelo Anthony uh, playing at the five positions that they, you know, sometimes it looks fine. Sometimes it looks just awful. Uh, Wenyan Gabriel has a little bit more length there, not as much physicality, especially that in, in comparison to somebody like Stanley Johnson, but uh, he does have a little bit more length there and you can't teach height. So it's going to be interesting again with both Gabriel and with Augustine, how the Lakers manipulate the rotation The one thing that I guess you can be kind of optimistic about is because the Lakers have been so bad this year, there are all, there is almost nobody that you're looking at and you say, all right, that guy has to play. Uh, You could make the argument maybe for Reeves, but I I don't know. He's, I'm maybe not as high on Reeves as, as um, other people are. His shooting coming and going the way that it has, has made him kind of a lesser player than I think he is perceived to be. Uh, clearly LeBron is going to get his minutes, but after that, like after, and you know, Monk, I think should is, has earned a role, a consistent role for himself. And he looks better starting than he looks coming off of the bench. So aside from, you know, clearly LeBron, maybe Monk, maybe Reeves, if you squint beyond that, the rotation should be wide open. They, honestly, I'd be fine with Frank Vogel scrapping it and kind of hitting a reset here and trying to, to, to figure out how these minutes are all going to play out together uh, with no promises made to anybody. That's how the season kind of sort of started, should have started, uh, but clearly now, and it's tough to do this at this stage of the season, right, because you would like to have some continuity heading into the, play, the, the, the playoffs or the play-in, but what they have done to this point hasn't worked. So that makes it a lot easier to rip off every Band-Aid that you have to. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Make sure you guys check out I Love Basketball today or yesterday by the time you guys are listening to this. Uh, Aaron hopped on in Sabrina's place. So you'll have him and Raj uh, talking about whatever it is that they choose to talk about. Uh, That's a really fun combination. Two really, really smart guys um, and two very kind of different outlooks on, on basketball. So I'm really interested how that's going to sound. Uh, and then, you know, moving forward for this week, Aaron and I are going to be recording the hook later today. And then Harrison and I will be rounding out the week 
in the Lakers Lounge on Friday. Oh, and because tonight is on TNT, check out the pressure cooker for the last five minutes of Lakers Clippers. Until all of that, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.